welcome back to the Nullified Tech Channel on YouTube, where I'm your host, Chris, and with me today is my partner in crime, Pew Pew, Mr. <laughs> Mucky Dog himself. <laughs> Mucky, how are you doing? For those who are listening to the audio version, I just did the old pistols to Mucky. Um, and yeah, that, that's our thing yeah. now, Mucky. <laughs> yeah, it is our thing now. It is our thing now. But, you know, while we're going to give, you know, probably a lot of credit to specific players in this episode, I just want to give some credit to myself because you came to New Zealand, Chris, for a couple of weeks, right? You know, to sort out some stuff mm. at home before you big move to Melbourne. And I managed to strategically um, avoid you your whole time here because I still <laughs> owe you a goncha, some bubble tea, but I made sure yep. to wait just before you, you go to Australia to be like, oh, mm. I'm free for a hangout, but oh, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, so, I was wondering. I was wondering why my phone. Like normally, I get these 16-minute voice notes from Mucky, but it was no 16-minute <laughs> yeah. voice notes while I was in New Zealand. He was avoiding me while I was there. But I tell you what, man, um, I am a faithful to Air New Zealand. I've been flying Air New Zealand for a very, very long time. But today, they did me dirty. They did the whole traitor move on me today by <laughs> delaying my flight by three hours coming this way i was up at like oh. 4 30 in the morning so for those that are in australia that's like 2 30 in the morning and i haven't slept mm. since then <laughs> it's been it's been a pretty crazy day man like um but we're here now we're going to be talking about the traders and it's a big week i wouldn't have wanted to miss it and i wouldn't have wanted to talk to anybody else about this week because i know you're going to have some big hot takes for us you're watching two trader shows you know you're doing the back-to-back -back nights here on the nullified take channel it's much appreciated monkey Oh, thank you. Thank you. Did you just make me, oh, I'm just about to tear up, Chris. You know, earlier in a voice note, you said I'm your ride or die. And now you're publicly saying there's no one else you would have podcasted about this week with than me. Oh, I thought that was between us. Like, that this ride or die thing, you're not supposed to publicly tell everybody about this, okay? Now when we get on traders next season, they're going to banish us right off the right off the gate because they know we're ride or dies now. <laughs> no, you know, you know, I don't care. You publicly said that, you know, like there was a time where you said you would have voted me out because I would have tanked your game. But now I feel like you would have, you know, try save me now because you have so much love for me. Oh, oh, yeah, Chris, I, 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 so I, I, I would do. I would do a Luke. I would throw my game on the line for you, you know, if you were to go home. But let's say hello to a few people here in the live because the live was popping off even before we got here. Andre Lee, thank you so much. Coming in with the five New Zealand dollars saying the faithful banished all the traders and split the prize pool between themselves. What? It was just a dream <laughs> and the nightmare week did happen. Yep, that's right. It, yeah. it was definitely an interesting week and we'll get into all of it. Danica is saying, dropping off my husband at work, then heading back home to the computer. I'll listen in the car. Welcome to the show, Danica. We always appreciate you listening to us so early in the morning over there in Florida. And I hope everybody is staying safe in Florida as well. I know the weather has been popping off over there with one of the hurricanes again um, on that side. You know, in New Zealand, we had our fair share of hurricanes and bad weather this year as well. So we kind of know... You know, it's not, not the greatest thing when that starts happening. So I hope everything's okay there. Uh, Danica also says, by the way, I absolutely hate that Annabelle and Luke are gone. Why didn't anyone listen to them? Annabelle should have made a deal. Vote Sam. And if I'm wrong, vote me tomorrow. Luke the same. Um, I've got a little bit of insight in regards to some of the stuff that Luke did. I don't know so much about Annabelle yet, but I have spoken to Annabelle um, outside of the show and have asked her if she would come on and talk to us about her game and give us more perspectives, and she's open to it. So we'll probably get a bit of that as well. Um, 
and a lot of a lot of comments that sort of talks about a little bit of what has happened here this week. We've got Chadu back in the house as well. Chadu saying, Ooh, I am just going Chadu. to say this is off the bat. Season one is better than season two. Like, what is this bullcrap I am watching? There are the dumbest faithfuls I've ever seen. <laughs> Tell us how you really ch feel, Chadu. Don't hold back on them. You know, let us yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I want you to come at us full steam ahead, Chadu. Okay, drop everything you need to say in the comments right now. You know, like make it R18 rated if you need to. I'm I'm all, all for it, Chadu. Yeah, Scott, welcome yeah. back all the way from Chicago watching us as well. What time is it over there at the moment, Scott? Must be an early morning start for you as well. Um, Adi is saying, let's discuss the dum-dum season. <laughs> who, who was, what, what, I think, who was the person who said that? Was it Simone or something? Where they yeah, said they Simone. should be called? Yeah, yeah she's like, it should be called the faithful. The dummies. Yeah. Which, which I think was the Facebook page. They literally changed the profile picture to the dummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, trying to say, Maki has been trained too well by the sneakiest player of all time, Sneaky Steve. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Sneaky Steve, Steve <laughs> Scott's also saying, after just watching Sari play, basically a perfect trader game, this bunch are playing the exact opposite. Yep, TNT's yeah. own Ryan Lockie and Cody Calipari. <laughs> you wouldn't know that, but that's from um, uh, that's from from Traitors US. So oh, okay. both Cody, both Cody and Ryan played. On different Big Brother seasons, Ryan is a is a swimmer, Olympic swimmer, and okay. Cody is a, a Big Brother legend. And they knew each other outside of the game, and it was a very badly hidden alliance when they went into the US oh. show. So that's kind of what they're, you know, me and me and Mucky. Yeah, well, like, it, it would be. I think that um, who would who would Mucky be in this situation? I kind of feel like he'd be the Ryan in the situation. Let us know. Good at swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Aria says, I'm absolutely shocked to see Sam Blake make it out alive, especially after them killing Luke, then Sonome being banished. What the fuck are these faithfuls? <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna, to, listen, Aria, like, um, we're going to be getting into all of this. Like, uh, let's start off at the beginning of the episode. There's the breakfast. You know, it's either going to be Luke or Roa that is up for grabs. Roa ends up being, uh, well, sent off to a better place. YouTube, don't yeah. punish us. That's why we, we use that. Roa set off to a better place, and this creates a massive reaction here with the likes of uh, Hannah, who absolutely yeah. adored him and was so close to, to him in the game. And at the end of the day, she wants revenge. And this whole time, she's going to be looking out for who is the person that she can take revenge on. And somewhere down the, the line of this day, the, the attention is going to start shifting to Annabelle from, from Hannah as the potential main target here. What did you think of this? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I feel the majority of this podcast is just going to be giving praise to one player specifically. So let's get straight out the bat. Sam played this perfectly. You know, he saw how upset she was and he immediately gravitated onto that. You know, he's like the, um, he's, he's like the guy, the guy best friend in a relationship where they say, oh, you don't need to worry about him. But he's the one person that you need to <laughs> need to worry about, right? And so, yeah, Sam played it perfectly. He like easily, you know, won her over, and um, and he was there for her you know, during during this really tough time, and it paid off in spades. I'm gonna say, that, yeah. Hannah, 
Hannah for me has been so far, and if she's listening to this podcast, because I know some players are aware of it, um, this is talking about you, the character on the show, not you as a person outside of the show. Mm -hmm. So don't take it personal to that level. But you know, to me, she's been a bit of the disappointment of the season so far because I remember her in Below Deck being her own person, being very opinionated. Yes, drama always followed her, but I think the fact that Sam so clearly noticed that she is ruled by emotion. He really, you know, we know that in these games, when somebody shows that emotion is the thing that leads them, it's pretty easy to manipulate them. And I feel like mm. she wears a heart on her sleeve. And at this point, I feel like she's one of the ringleaders, but she is playing the game for the traitors while not being a traitor out there at the moment. Yeah. So to me, <laughs> yeah. she's been a really, really big disappointment. You know, when you watch sport and you kind of think to yourself, is the ref playing for the opposing team? That's yeah. kind of what I'm getting from her. She's playing for for Sam at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, but also at the same time, it just goes to show that, you know, quite often in Survivor, there's like a big debate, oh, which aspect of the game is most in... Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, so Chardut like... says, uh, for those that are listening to the audio, Chardut says everyone besides like four people have been disapp a disappointment. And the reason I think that Hannah's been a disappointment is because she was such a great big character in Below Deck and she hasn't delivered for me. Maybe she has delivered, but for the wrong reasons on this season. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, it really goes to show that like in games like this and Survivor Big Brother as well, it's not the strategic game that matters. It's not the physical game mm. that matters. It's the social game. If you have such great strong relationships with people it doesn't matter what you do like we saw throughout this whole week sam was under so much pressure so much firepower from luke who's one of the, you know, the greatest survivor players of all time in my opinion and um and he managed to skate skate by it like super yeah. clean so listen, Kahuna is asking here in the live. Kahuna can't be here tonight. It's not feeling too well. Get get well soon, Kahuna. We'd love to have you back Girls on one of these brother, podcasts yeah. in the future. Uh, Kahuna is asking, so with Annabelle and Luke gone, is this the last episode that we cover? No, because well, I'm all in on Sam now. Like I, I'm Sam's number one fan. Like I want to see Sam win this now. Like he's he deserves the win after this week, in my opinion. And I'm like all oh, in definitely. with the guns blazing Sam. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, well, Chris... You may remember, but in our last live, you know, we made a con we made a joke that if Luke gets eliminated, then I will stop watching the show. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to publicly say I haven't seen um, the other episode that happened this week because I saw who got murdered and I stopped watching. So I'm only here to talk about the first episode, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll cap. You're <laughs> Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be writing solo on the next one you know yeah <laughs> um yeah childhood yes says sam needs to win all these faithful should quit to be honest <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah at this point. Horrible game. <laughs> at this point yeah. um yeah. okay so annabelle in the breakfast she starts noticing that something with blake's behavior is off as mm. well and i mean it's pretty incredible that she was able to pick Sam as a traitor. And I think a little bit of this came out later on in the week where Luke had an interview. Um, I think the, the website's called Pop Sugar or something like that. It's like a, okay. an online web blog. And he talked about why it was so easy for him and Annabelle to pick that Sam was a traitor. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they could pick Sam was a traitor is because they were all, both of them were very close to Sam. They created that alliance. They won in the car. So they were talking to Sam about game a lot. 
and they yeah. realize certain behaviors with him that maybe other people wouldn't have noticed because they weren't as engaged with Sam on a game level. But they noticed mm. that because they were having those conversations with him. But Blake wasn't a close person to either Annabelle or Luke. So Annabelle just used body language and how he reacted and overreacted when he's someone that always stays cool and below the surface when it comes to strategy mm. he overreacted to ian going and she noticed that to the point where she was like he's hiding something because they weren't close to begin with so once yeah. again annabelle here just showing that she really has got the ability to play a very good social and strategic game and i think that traitors i even messaged her afterwards and i said you had a phenomenal game but traitors i think must be the hardest show to play when it comes to competitive yeah. reality tv because sit back and things happen like what happened to Simone. She yeah. sat back too long in the game, and then when she wanted to make the move, she got sniped. Play too aggressive, like Annabelle, you go mm. out in a blaze of fire. So so how yeah. do you get that balance right, Mucky, when it comes to this game? Because it seems to me like a very, very difficult game to play. Yeah, it's... I mean, look, it's a hard one, right? And I think, you know, it all comes down to personality, mostly, right? I think the only way that you can truly win as if you are a faithful seduced into a traitor and you know um someone who i'm going to bring up is from traitors new zealand his name is brooke and he was the sort of leader of the faithfuls in traitors new zealand but quite early on he was recruited into being a traitor but since he was right. kind of like that leader you know he still had to keep up the whole of okay let's hunt for all these different traitors which he was still still doing that but sort of just steering the conversation into the wrong people almost right and even when it came down to him being a bit suspicious with a few things everyone's like oh that's just brooke being brooke because he's just naturally so out there right mm. and i feel like that's probably the best way to actually win traitors but apart from that if you're starting out as a trader if you're just a faithful that never gets recruited like yeah you're right it's it's really hard to be like i guess you know to make it all the way to the end and win without being targeted once or without receiving votes. So I think, you know, the best thing you've got to do is to be a Sam, whether if you're a faithful or a traitor, just start no. causing drama, Sam, you know. <laughs> nah, Sam, Sam, Sam as a faithful, I reckon would not have lasted. He would have been gone by no. now. Being a traitor suits Sam's personality and mm. the way like, I mean, listen, you say Roger picked whoever became the traitors. I'm sure there was a producer in Roger's head that said, listen, we did psychometric tests on all of these people. These are the different personality traits they have based on the Myers-Briggs tests that are out there. Sam, yeah. you know, fits into this personality type that will do really well as a traitor. We need to use that. Because by far, like when it comes to production-wise, it was the best choice to make him a traitor. He Absolutely. would have been wasted as a faithful, and I think he would have gone early. I don't know if Sam has the ability to play an under-the-radar game. And I think mm. that that's what got Annabelle caught out. Like, I would have loved to have seen Annabelle as a traitor. Like, I reckon that yeah. would have been fun to see, a player with her capability being the traitor. But as a traitor hunter, she was pretty damn effective. I'll have to uh, know yeah. that. But let's bring up some comments here. Annabelle um, Chattered says, Annabelle has a George mind, and I agree with that. Adi says, Annabelle destroyed the ex-cop, Fed agent, <laughs> and the psychologist. <laughs> They, they all have been like, yeah. I mean, listen, I, all I'm going to say, I'm new to Australia, but I'm like worried for my safety knowing that cops can get it so wrong in this country, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. we're in trouble over here, Mucky. 
Yeah, I, I feel like if you go onto a reality show and you're one of those jobs, you don't tell them that that's your job because they're gonna, you know, expose that. They're gonna sh show that in the um, in the final product or the, the edit of the show, and they're gonna show you make every single wrong wrong decision. <laughs> you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe at one point, you know, Camille did say, you know, oh, maybe I trust, you know, Annabelle um, over Sam. But what they do is they just cut out the bit. So there's like, oh, I, I just trust Sam because they know that that's going to be super funny as as a federal agent to just be mm. completely, <laughs> completely wrong. So, yeah. yeah, listen, I, I don't know. And even the the federal agent, like she's been she's been off. There's been certain things about her that impressed me at least. But Keith, mm. he's he's lost in the source, man. Like he, yeah. he like again, like we said last week, couldn't find a nun in a church. You know, like he's on the wrong. <laughs> track andrew yeah. lee says i feel sorry for annabelle all the studying for the show and realizing so many people had not watched one completed season of traitors and this is the early stages of traitors as a show but again and i hate sounding like a broken record the biggest pet peeve that i have with the traitors and it has not gone away for me in the second season is the fact that there isn't many opportunities for the traitors to stick their neck out and to give like legitimate clues to the faithfuls to chase. So it's all about mm. body language. Oh, look at this person. They sit back too far in their chair and didn't engage in the conversation. Or this one overreacted to what I said. Or this one had a slip up with the words that they said in the conversation. Like mm. to me, that's just he said, she said, instead of there being concrete missions. Like I feel like the traitors need missions. And I know a lot of people say that's the mole where the mold does things and that gives clues away as to potentially who could be the person. But for me, it's, I feel like there's something missing here. Like if you're a traitor, there's only been one season so far that the faithfuls have won. So that shows that it really heavily skews. If there's been four seasons if my maths, right. It heavily skews towards the traitors. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like that's the idea of the show, right? Where it's always meant to be, skewed towards the traders not the faithful right because it's meant to be hard to mm -hmm. find the traders um and the whole aspect of who can trust versus who who you can't trust right which actually makes me think is the recruitment twist a good idea you know i'm not sure because i haven't seen uk or the us one but i know that with the new zealand one you know they've been managing to like sort of catch out all the traders i feel like mm. every week almost a trader has at least been voted out right because you know i i had to start this argument but new zealanders are smarter than aussies boom i, I said it <laughs> <laughs> not only do we not only do we have the brains but we also have the blender slow cup as well so you know just, <laughs> just, just you're starting just a war you're starting a war but, um, <laughs> but Mucky, by the way, I don't think it's a smart thing to say if you're trying to get onto Australian Survivor. I feel like any <laughs> Australian Survivor producer who just listened to that, they're like, well, we're not letting Mucky on the show then. In fact, <laughs> let's not let him into the country at all. Yeah, yeah. I just get stopped at, um, uh, at customs. They're like, no, nah, turn around. <laughs> I've got like a big photo of me, like a wanted dead or alive sent back to New Zealand. <laughs> Mark man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, um, yeah, I just had go. a great idea. I just had a great idea. What if um, all the missions, right? Yeah. There was a submission kind of similar to a snake in the grass show that was on a couple of years ago, right? Where you I get remember, the one yep. person who was always, you know, trying to slow them down and whatnot. What yeah. if with every challenge, the sub challenge of that was the traders had to make sure 
that everyone loses. So you would have two separate prize money, one for the traders, one for the faithfuls, right? But and and that's always the thing the whole time, right? So the money that they're able to sort of make the faithfuls lose, that goes straight to the traders pile. What do you think of that idea? Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I, that's that's what I would like, but a lot of people would say that is the mole. The mole mm. at the end of the day is about sabotaging the challenges. So I, I I get why people will say that, and I don't want to beat a, a dead horse here, but let's get into a couple more comments. Kahuna saying, I would have picked Sam as a trader first day or at least full of shit. Any sh Aussie should know immediately he's not a farm boy. He should uh, <laughs> talk like Liam, not like a city boy, ripped and skinny. He doesn't walk, talk, or dress like a farm boy i agree with that but clearly he's got yeah. some you know he's got something like he's he's convincing a lot of people scott here says luke would have been amazing as a trader i think it would have just been too obvious and that's why they didn't go for it but i agree like if luke was a new cast on the show and no one knew anything about his history on reality tv i think he would have been a great cast as a traitor um and Chadu also... says you don't mention the better slow cup you fool <laughs> australia's <laughs> going to beat you next well, send me a photo uh, of when they last held the cup, Chadud. I'm I'm waiting. Oh <laughs> man, you're starting. <laughs> you're starting. You're starting something here, man. You're starting. I'm telling you. But listen, um, yeah. yeah, we 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 get obviously this this mission that comes up on this specific episode, and it's in the haunted forest. It's got torture devices with it, like you know, so you can mm. either choose to be um like waterboarded i think they called it but it's not yeah. full on waterboarding but you know water was thrown on them i imagine it's ice cold water or they could have gotten shocked and they had a very big reaction to the water being spilled on them or whatever <laughs> like i was like what are we doing here like it's just water man like mucky yeah. i would take the water any day over being shocked right yeah it's it's like you know maybe if the water was boiling hot or something but at the same time you know i feel like you're actually like loki like really damaging contestants it was boiling hot so it must have been freezing cold um i'm someone who loves the cold in general so like yeah i would I'm not good. have minded the water yeah exactly it's like yo you hydrate me on this really hot day baby you know it's like just you don't just drink it you know if you don't want to get wet just drink the water as it comes down on you <laughs> like <laughs> duh <laughs> I've never seen you with a glass of water, mate. Like you always have chocolate <laughs> milk in your hand. Hey, hey I've, I've, I've got this empty bottle. I've got an empty bottle. <laughs> yeah, I mean that could have been yeah. that, that, that could have been there before. Somebody else could have had that. Yeah, I, I've it's, never. It's I'm just gonna say I've never actually physically seen you drink water. So <laughs> this would have been the first time seeing it on TV, man. But um, yeah, like I, I I didn't get it. I honestly didn't get it. But I did like the strategy here with luke's team and sam's team oh, yeah. when they ended up switching and they kind of on purpose threw questions because they realized if they did that there would be less people that could win their way into the armory and they kind of mm. sabotaged them which again showed that that team was just thinking at this next level yeah. and poor annabelle she was stuck in the other team that was yeah. getting absolutely annihilated in it but i like this type of competition because of the fact that it shows people's opinions and where their thinking is like, who do you think could be a trader? Who could never be a trader? You know, those type of questions that we've seen before in Survivor that just gives people an insight as to where everyone is in the game. And those that are smart, they would answer it in a way where they won't bring heat to them. But obviously, like hmm. we've seen in this game, most of them don't even know what they're doing out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, 
I liked Annabelle's strategy where I think at one point one of the questions was, you know, who's like the most untrustworthy or something? And she was like, oh, put Sam's name, put Sam's name. But mm. I feel like if I'm in that situation, I mean, it really depends because I'm someone who loves to take the piss. Like, oh my gosh, what a shock. So I feel like I would have low-key loved to do what Luke had done and just like, no, just throw every question and just make, <laughs> just make him suffer. But I feel like there's also a good time as well to get everyone to start thinking about specific people, right? So when it comes to like, you know, the more strategic questions, like who's the most untrustworthy, who's most likely to be a traitor, who's like, you know, the mastermind, just keep, you know, putting out like Sam or like Blake or something, or just yeah. like one person, because then everyone's starting to, to think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's because it's so early on in the show's history that a lot of people don't know the <clears throat> the, the meta strategy for how to attack mm. these challenges. And then when yeah. it comes to Survivor, they've already worked out, well, if we just keep mm. putting one person's name down the whole time, chances are we're going to score a lot of points, you know? So yeah. uh, that didn't quite work out. Kahuna here says, I really wanted to see someone who would never be picked for a trader. Imagine Gloria or Sarah as a trader. I think they would have been comical. Um, and then yeah. Chadu took the words out of my mouth. Uh, they would have been like clear from season one, which was an absolute fail. <clears throat> so I don't think that, I think because the show is traitors, you have to put people in it that is actually going to be good. And I think that's what they did better in season two. All three traitors right off the bat were, in my opinion, good players, actually. You know, mm. Ash just got caught out by Sam early on by him playing so aggressive and him seeing her as a threat so early on mm. with her gathering her soldiers. So again, just great strategic play by Sam. You've got to give the guys yeah. flowers. You've got to, you've oh, got to appreciate absolutely. what he's doing here. But um, yes, I, I think with the mission, you know, obviously they go into the armory here. Gloria gets her first opportunity to go into the armory, doesn't get it. Blake ends up getting the shield, uh, which means that they've got all the power. They know where the shield's at and how they can make the moves. But here is where things get really interesting back in the house for this first episode because Annabelle and Luke decide it is time to make a move. And I appreciate it because it's getting to that pointy end of the game where if you don't make the move right now, they can see Sam becoming closer and closer with people outside mm. of the two of them. So they know yeah. that Sam is working on the numbers to a point where he's always going to be safe. And they try and float the name Sam to a lot of different people, but no one seems to bite on the idea of going for him in this specific spot. So this is the point where I'd like to know from you, do you think that it hurt them more than anything else by changing the name over to Blake later on when they were so hard on for going after Sam in the early stages of this game? Yeah, I think it's um because I think it's a thing of why you're throwing out too many names, right? You, you know, because you throw out one name, it's like okay, at least they're taking one person. But if you start throwing out multiple names, then it does kind of come across as a bit of like smoke and mirrors, right? Where you're sort of trying to distract the the other players from you, right? And maybe that's mm. some of the reasons, obviously reasons that weren't shown, but maybe that's some of the reasons why people weren't really for. Luke and Annabelle, because also how much time do they have after they switch back to Sam to 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 convince everyone to go for Sam instead of Blake, right? So I think if they just went for Sam, Sam has obviously got you know a lot of heat against his name already from Ash. I feel like if you just had the pile on from there from the start, then maybe something could have happened, right? Especially because in the next episode, uh, people were more willing to go after Sam, but at the same time. I think, unfortunately, Annabelle needed to go in order for anything to actually really happen, unfortunately. And that is 
that is also what a lot of them said at the table. They said mm. that, listen, we don't know if you're definitely a trader, but you know a lot about the game. You're very strategic. Mm. You're vocal. By voting you out, we're going to learn something tonight. The problem yeah. is they didn't learn. They didn't no, take they the didn't, learning no. off Annabelle going home. They didn't take yeah. the learning off Luke throwing his game, jumping on a grenade for Annabelle. They didn't take yeah. the learning from that and actually directed it at the people that they both wanted them to go for. So it was yeah. it was really strange to watch. And you know, I know Andre Lee is a big fan of Simone. Um, I saw your tweets, Andre Lee, about Simone. Um, you know, being out of the game, similar to Luke and Annabelle and. Due to that, we've lost a lot of great characters, and Simone definitely was a great character. But you know, when it comes to the um, specific vote here, she's mm -hmm. one of the people that actually questions Annabelle and wants to get rid of Annabelle, and she ends up blowing Annabelle's spot up, talking to Blake with Hannah. Yeah. So Blake knows that there is something coming his way. So again, when it comes to the next round with Simone being gone, I was less sympathetic with her going. Like again, nothing mm -hmm. with her as a person. I liked her as a character, but. I kind of thought that it was, you know, it was karma because she had yeah. the ability to make a move here, but she chose not to do it. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, um, we've talked about how Luke would have been a obvious traitor, but I actually wonder how many of them have actually watched Survivor before. Obviously you've got people like your Sam, your Annabelle, that's obviously seen Survivor. Camille, she spoke about Luke's like survivor game and how he's never thrown his whole game on the line before for anyone. He's not that type of player. So yeah. I think the number of people who had seen Luke on Survivor, potentially Big Brother as well, was not that high. But like, I don't think you know, Keith or Ian have watched it. So I feel like they still could have made Luke a traitor and he would have probably gotten away with it as well, you know, just based on because if I'm, you know, a fan. Let's say I'm not aligned to Luke at this point, right? But I know Luke from watching Survive and Big Brother. I know for a fact he's never jumped on a grenade for anyone, you know, not for David, not for Jericho, nobody, right? And he starts doing that for someone. It's like, okay, that either it's either two options. One, he's genuinely trying to save a innocent, or it's because both of them are traitors. But I would feel like Luke wouldn't even if Luke was a trader, he would not be diving that hard to save another trader. He wouldn't right? be that dumb. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So as a fan, I'd recognize actually Luke's really on something. I'm gonna jump on board with Luke for this one. So clearly they didn't really know Luke that well in terms of his gameplay. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was sad. It was um, you know sad to see Annabelle going out in this round here. You know, swinging mm. in the in the deliberation room where they're sitting there by the table, and them going back and forth. You know, Sam calling it out, and this is where Sam really delivers. Like, I think yeah. that if you didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle and you were sitting there, Sam to me, both these rounds, like when he's fighting for his life in there. I think he believes in his mind he's a faithful. I, I really yeah. feel like he goes to that point in his head where he's like, I'm yeah. a faithful fighting for my life in the game because he's very convincing. Very yeah, convincing. Very so convincing. I think that we keep talking about how um, all of the faithfuls are like dumb for not seeing it. But we've got to understand where the viewers, we've got all of the information, the show's edited in a certain way where we only see certain things. We see sam's biggest personality uh bits where he sort of blows up or mm. you know has this bombastic you know pistols that he does and all that kind of stuff yeah. we see all of that but we don't necessarily see all of the little conversations and the soft 
you know, interpersonal skills that he's using with all these different peoples consistently. Because I can bet you he's having a lot more conversations with people than what we're seeing. But what we do see is him fighting for his life in these deliberation um, meetings that they have. And, you know, I'm sitting there. I know he's a traitor, but I almost believe him when I watch the show. Yeah, legit. He's almost um, got me snow. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's a very great ability to stay calm and have such a great poker face, right? You know, yeah. I think I think everyone can pr- probably guess this about me. You know, I'm I love to take the piss. I, I like to bullshit, but but my face does not lie. Like at a certain point, a smile starts showing, my eyes start glaring. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you I could read I'm... you like a book if you're out there, man. You <laughs> yeah, can't yeah be... exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, but Sam, it's like just everything is saying like. Even like when Luke was going hard trying to save Annabelle, it's like, that's exactly what you would do if you were a traitor. You, you know, it's like, if I was saying that, it would have come across so joking, like, you know, taking such the piss <laughs> um, that I would have been caught out straight away. But Sam, like, just the way he delivered, like, all of his lines was just so perfect. You know, he had the right sort of emotion with it. I loved it at the very end. When Annabelle is like, okay, Sam, you can stop looking shocked because you know I'm a faithful. And he's just there like, <laughs> you know, he's just like, he's got his facials done, you know, like just, oh, everything Sam did this week was was 10 out of 10, I reckon. Mm. And yeah. So he's got a, City's got a really interesting comment here because I kind of mentioned earlier on that, you know, Luke and Annabelle had to make a move at some point. But City does have a comment here where he says the strategy for traders is to find a trader, become friends with them, and then cut the trader at the end. Because I know you haven't watched the full season yet. You're going to be seeing both of these, unless I'm wrong. Have you gone back and watched one of the seasons yet, Mucky? Mate, I'm watching two seasons at once, okay? Like, how much more do you want me to do? I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here. But no, we're not having a Blake and Sam moment here, right? So don't worry about it. But what I'm trying to say is at the end of the game, when there's like six or so left, I can't remember the exact number, they have to vote out who they believe is still traders left in the game. So if you have one or two people together that know who the trader is if you become Mm. friends with them and say oh i'll move with you the trader's probably not going to vote you out because they think they're manipulating you until the end where you can then just get rid of them at the end game before you know you Mm. go for the money so there is definitely a different way that you can approach it it's definitely a high risk game because if that trader has convinced other people that you're a trader or that they're not a trader, you could still go home at the end. But at least you make the end game that way, Mucky, instead of going early here. But this did make for a great, great episode. I feel like this episode was probably the best episode we'll get this whole season. And I doubt that we're going to be able to top it from this point onwards. Like, I feel like every single episode after this is going to be a downward slope, especially if you're not a Sam fan. If you're a Sam fan, you're going to enjoy the rest of the season, which I have now chosen to become Sam's number one fan. Like, I just want to get on board with this whole thing and see it. I want to ride it out now, Mucky. I want to see him dominate. I feel like he deserves it. Yeah, it's almost kind of like... um... After Simon left and Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains, it's like, okay, this is the George show. George has to win, right? Because I feel like up until a certain point, maybe there was a chance Simon could have won. But um, I feel like once Simon left, like there was truly no one else that could have beaten George. But yeah, I, I just I need to happen, bring this up. But... I need to bring this up, Kahuna. Kahuna saying, I mean, Liam is convinced, calling himself Robin to Sam's Batman. He wants to be a young bloke in a cave with no pants. (laughs) 
I was just going to say, listen, lucky. No, 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 no grown man should ever want to be the sidekick of another grown man. Like you should be the alpha in any situation. You should be like, no, I'm leading the charge. They're my Robin. Like Liam should have been like, I'm Batman. He's kind of like my Robin. But the fact that he's willing to be his 2IC to me just shows like that is sheep categoristics (laughs) that he's using out there. But great comment there by Kahuna. Uh, Biggest um, reaction from... Something I do want to bring up though, and this is the personality thing, because this is actually something I've talked about a lot with a very close friend of mine, Adam. So, so with me, right, you know, um, I'm, I'm very loud, I'm very outspoken, but I'm not necessarily a great leader, right? You know, I'm great at, you know, bringing people in and stuff, but when it comes to figuring out how to do stuff, I'm not that great when it comes to that. But what I am really good at is being someone's right-hand person. Like, for example, Chris, you tell me, okay, Maki, I need you to, you know, go talk to these people, try to sort this out, this plan, that plan. I'll be able to go and do that. But in terms of, I guess, coming up with the the plan and executing it from there, that's maybe where my weaknesses sort of lie. So maybe that's something similar to Liam, where it's like he identifies that he's not that great at being the alpha. I mean, I'll call myself an alpha any day, but my plans are, you know, crap. But um, but maybe Liam realizes he's not that great at being an alpha. So he needs to be, he needs yeah. to have someone else that's been the alpha. That makes sense. Possibly, po- possibly. Yeah. But I feel like you should back yourself, man. Like you should not yeah, be the definitely. Robin to another grown man. <laughs> Great comedy of Akuna. Akuna saying, obviously, I have knowledge of the faithful, but I feel like Sam is too OTT. His acting mm. is ham-fisted. It doesn't come across as authentic to me, but it definitely is working. And again, yeah. I think it comes down to editing. I really do. Uh, I'm going to be interested to hear when people come out and talk about the show afterwards to hear their take on Sam and why they were so snowed by him. Because I feel like we're not there in the room. We get like the music playing in the background. We get the certain yeah. facial expressions. Like you got to understand this is a TV show and they want yeah. to make the faithfuls look as dumb as possible so that we can get entertainment from it. I'm not saying that they're smarter than what they are because they're missing some key hints, especially in this specific yeah. episode. They missed some key hints after this because I thought to myself, if I think we even spoke about this last week. If Annabelle or Luke gets taken out, we thought Luke was going to get taken out first doesn't matter they both get taken out one after the other mm. but we thought if one of them's taken out surely surely people will know that the other two must be full of it and especially sam is yeah. full of it um, i want to bring up chadud's comment here thank you chadud for the two dollars uh as always whenever we get a donation here on the channel like uh, andrea lee's one earlier as well it goes straight back into the channel so we can mm. continue to grow this channel we've got a lot of shows coming up by the way a new show dropping this weekend with my with my boy uh, Will, who's a an IRL fa- a friend of mine, I'm actually even getting like people that I've known way before into the podcasting realm. Now we're going to be talking about Wheel of Time. He's read all the books, I haven't, so I'm coming from it a little bit more casually. He's really into it. So if you watch Wheel of Time on Prime, make sure to look out for that on the weekend as well. Uh, Chadud, thank you, man. And Chadud asks, what takes more skill, survivor or traitors? And I feel like both of them takes a lot of skill, but mm. in different ways. I just think that if you ask me right now, which one would you rather play? I'd play Survivor because I feel like there is more things that are in your control in Survivor mm. than Traitors. I feel like Traitors is a very difficult game to play, especially if you're a faithful, Maki. Uh, what yeah. do you think? Which one takes more skill? I feel like Survivor would take more skills because it's you've got to survive out there. 
You've got to out strategize other people. You've got to do good at challenges. Uh, you've got to be good with the numbers and convincing people and getting them all together where, I don't know, Faithfuls feels to me at this stage like it is a more simplistic game compared to Survivor, but a harder game to win than Survivor, in my mind. Well, I feel like Traitors is actually very similar to American Survivor where there is uh, not a lot of skill involved. It's all about luck because in American Survivor, you know, like there's literally that one tribal council where three people voted because everyone else had advantages and dis disadvantages there was only one vote that actually sent someone home right so it's it's so i feel like same thing with traders right just the tiniest thing can send you home so i think survivor requires a lot more mental skill because it's more more about mind over matter because you have to survive mm. out there you have to deal with the starving the you know the weather you know how um yeah it's definitely more mind over matter right like we you have to literally push your body to like a place where it's never never been before right whereas with traders i feel like it's more of a um a social luck where it's like you have to just make sure you have the right relationships with the right people um and the right body language but apart from that it's pretty pretty chill so i would say survivor takes more skill um I simply agree. just because there's more attributes contributing yeah, to it, totally yeah. agree. Danica is saying, I'm watching both as well. It does get confusing. Um, I've not mm -hmm. done that to myself as of yet. So both traders, traders NZ oh, yeah. and AU. I, I haven't mean, watched both yet. I mean, one's clearly better than the other. So it's not that confusing for me. So. Yeah, well, I was. <laughs> I, I saw a little bit of traders NZ while I was in New Zealand when I stayed with my friends there. They were actually, they actually watch cable TV, which is the first time in like... Oh, wow. Man, like I can't remember the last time I've seen cable TV. It must have been at least fifteen years, mm. <laughs> and it was actually on, and they were watching yeah. it. So I saw a little bit of it, but um, obviously didn't take much. And I'll go back and watch it at some stage, I'm sure. But it's really um, good. Yeah, really, no, really I've, good. I've heard it's yeah. good. They, they like it as well. So um, Adi says, if Sam wins, the season's going to be too predictable. Yeah, it can no. be, but but it could also be it could also be fun to see how he does it because. There is no way that he should do it at this stage. There yeah. shouldn't be a way for him to get to the end and win it. And if he does win it, his win would remind me of like a Dan Giesling in Big Brother or like a, a Will, you know, or something like that, where he's this, this charismatic guy that's a little bit cocky, overconfident, but somehow still manages to pull it off, you know, which yeah. uh, I can appreciate. I can appreciate a win like that. I don't think I would hate it. Like I said, I'm actually all in on Sam right now. It would yeah. be fun to see if Blake can outmaneuver him and that's actually the next thing i wanted to talk about here because obviously annabelle goes home and you know we do get at this point uh, a very frustrated luke at the yeah. at the table we actually get an extra scene that we don't normally get before they go back to the hotel luke does make a very passionate plea with all of the faithful saying listen these two are the traders. They're getting the numbers together no matter what put your numbers together but there is a whole segment that we didn't see mucky luke in an interview said that he before he went to the group of faithfuls went to sam and he said to sam make me a trader and sam said i'm not i'm a faithful i don't know what you're talking about and mm. he tried to convince him a few times because he's like i'm not going to listen to any of that i know you're a trader yeah. make me a trader and when sam refused to have any kind of conversation with him he knew he was going to get murdered so that is why he panicked last minute and went there and tried everything to get the faithfuls to mm. turn on Sam. And it still wasn't enough. So yeah. should they have taken this opportunity to make Luke a traitor? Or do you think that Sam made the right move here by not bringing Luke in? 
I think Sam definitely made the right move. And now I just want to say before I continue, I'm a massive Luke fan. I love Luke so much. He's one of the biggest reasons why I got into competitive reality TV in general yeah. with the first time we played yeah. Survivor. But I think if you're Sam, you know Luke, you know he's devious, you know he's strategic. And it would be very suspicious if after Luke's just blown up at you for him to just not keep blowing up at you, right? So even by recruiting yeah. him as a traitor, Luke's, Luke still has to come after you, right? Otherwise, it's pretty obvious he's been recruited as a traitor and he still goes anyway. So it's a waste of a night of not murdering anyone. And yeah, yeah and, and I just think, um, you know, Luke, Should he's a kept him? Should they have kept him there as someone that they could still there could still be doubt around Luke, that he potentially could still be a traitor in the game instead of taking someone out that is on the crosshairs at that point. Like they were considering him and Annabelle to be very close. Potentially people could have thought that Luke was maybe the traitor that deflected mm. attention away. Um, do, do you think that that was a move that was sort of missed by the traders here? Because that's what Blake wanted to do. Blake said, we can't murder him because it would be too obvious. Well, I think, you know, if you're Sam, I'm, I'm not sure if Blake has seen Luke on Survivor or, or Big Brother or anything, but I know that like Sam definitely has, right? And I think if you're Sam, you've seen what Luke can do, right? You know, is like some of my favorite moves in Survivor is the Abbey and the Tessa blind side, where Luke just literally created. Imagine having a three-person majority to vote and a tribe of nine people, right? And still sending someone home with no advantages played. Like that's just nuts, right? Luke yeah. survived a seven to two minority without playing any idols, right? Yeah. And so You've seen what this guy can do, right? You know, you've seen him get out of impossible situations so many times. And I just think that, like, you have to get rid of him, you know, at that point, because you just don't know. Because his social game is so good, you just don't know if that literally by the next day, he's got everyone convinced yeah. this you, right? So even with the down suspicion, I, I agree with you. you. You have to take him out, yeah. sadly. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Right move to take Luke out. Luke would have been too big of a threat. In fact, I think if Luke ended up in the traders, he would have continued to gun for both Sam and Blake. Sam and Blake would have probably been taken out next, and Luke would have looked like a great faithful taking people out of the game. So he probably mm -hmm. could have gone pretty deep in the game if he actually ended up becoming a traitor here. So they made the right move for me here. And um, the next question I was going to ask you, but you you kind of answered all of my questions so good. So I'm going to answer it myself good. here. Yep. You're looking at it at all angles, but you know I think Luke's legacy remains very strong within reality TV. Both him and Annabelle went out swinging, trying to convince them to make a move here. So I'm very impressed with Luke on Traitors. You know he's mm, now proven too. that he can jump onto different shows, and that that skill set that he has is transferable to other reality TV shows. So I'm sure this is not the last that we see of Luke. It's obviously devastating for people like ourselves that are big fans of Luke, but he's going to be back on our screens before we know it. It'll either be Survivor crossover season with other franchises or Amazing Race or something like that in the future. I'm sure we'll see him come back. Uh, I do want to talk about Traders Tower a little bit here with mm. um, you know both Blake and Sam just <laughs> blowing up at each other, especially yeah. Blake, because Blake now knows that Sam had a conversation with Annabelle and he saw Sam take out um, someone like Ash early on and only mm. bring him in on the plan last minute. So yeah. it's not unheard of for him, or I don't think he's completely out of pocket 
to go off at Sam at this point, thinking that Sam yeah. may have been planning this for a while, especially when he said, that's why you didn't want me to murder Luke the night before, because you wanted your numbers to come against me at some point. So yeah. um, it's interesting how Blake blows up at him. But then every time when a decision needs to be made, Blake does roll over and does exactly what Sam wants him to do at this stage. So it's like, yeah. I, I've actually lost faith in, in Blake to be able to take him out. Well, I actually wonder, like, you know, you've only got the two of them as traders, right? Sam is obviously not budging with any of his choices. So it's like, what happens if there's a stalemate? Do they, like, draw rocks to find out who they're going to murder, you know? Or does Blake have to, <laughs> does Blake have to, like, roll over and give Sam what he wants, right? But something that I loved about Sam so much is that, you know, Sam, like, Blake witnessed Sam go hard after Ash. So he knows that Sam is willing to take out other traders. Um, Sam did, you know, kind of talk to Annabelle about Blake. And while Blake is, you know, completely just going hard at him, he's like, dude, you just need to chill out. Yeah. You just need to calm down. And he's like, no, I won't calm down. <laughs> he's <laughs> losing his stuff, man. Yeah. He's losing it. Yeah, but, it was, it was then, fun to see. Again, it shows Sam is just very good under pressure. He's really yeah. good at just like staying even kill. Yeah, but I loved how, you know, Sam realized that telling him to come down is not going to work. So instead, he just changes <laughs> it to threatening him. It's like, man, if I wanted you to go, you would have gone. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, be yeah. thankful. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> just the ring. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah so, it was brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. He's like, I don't miss. He's like, I don't miss. <laughs> 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 oh man oh, gosh. Uh, I, I think you're way too young for this but there used to be this um there used to be this cartoon back in the day called lucky luke where it's just like cowboy that shoots guns and like he was like mm. that he would shoot a bullet and it would like ricochet against things and then hit its target like it's just he never misses so it's sam lucky I think, luke, I th basically. I think i've seen that <laughs> I, I, yeah I, it's, I it's a very old cartoon that, yeah yeah. yeah, I don't even know if anybody in the live knows what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, Traitors, episode six, we start mm. off with uh, Hannah. You know, she's first at the table and she feels like she's learned something now. She thinks that Luke is the traitor. He's the one who's done it. <laughs> and Simone comes in uh, feeling like she's missed the shot. And oh she thinks that Annabelle was this big piece of the puzzle. Now she knows Sam is the traitor. But ultimately... Luke is taken out of the game. I was absolutely devastated. I really had a very slim hope that Blake would have won that argument and we would see mm. Luke come through the door again. Yeah. Uh, Blake comes in with the shield across his chest, you know, walking in saying, this is why I'm not murdered because I was on the chopping block, but, you know, I have the shield. So that's a big strategy now as well, that if somebody, like, if traitors think that people know that you could potentially be a traitor, you know, they may take you out of the game, but he wants to show he had the shield. He wasn't he wasn't taken out. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was I think it was interesting because Blake sort of goes in the shell and plays a big victim at this point, thinking that he can make things go away and that Sam will get all the heat coming into this week, even though both of them were called out. So they had very different approaches to how they came in. Sam immediately tried to get some numbers behind him where Blake sort of tried to play that victim card. I don't know why I was mm. a part of the conversation that came from left field. Yeah, yeah. Now, I feel like it was a great strategy from Blake to play that card as well. And we do see, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I keep forgetting her name, but she obviously threw a random vote to him in the banishment. But his name did not come up at all during the episode, right? It was like Sam the entire episode. And 
Yeah, um, I feel like the way Blake played this was was great, but I did love how everyone's yeah. like, okay, we've definitely learned something. Luke is definitely a traitor. And everyone was so on board with that as well. Like, oh, <laughs> it's so obvious Luke's a traitor. So obvious Luke's a traitor. And it's like... It's such oh, a bad read. Such a bad... And, and it's, 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 bad it's, it's, it's what Camille said the whole time. Like, Luke would not have thrown himself on a grenade for Annabelle, yeah. you know, like he did if he wasn't certain. And she was the one person that actually... She's starting to put the puzzles together with Simone here in the spot. Uh, I do want to answer a couple of questions here. Andrew Lee is saying he is retiring, question mark. I think we're talking about Luke. He said his wife might be on a reality TV show in the future. I don't think Luke's retiring because I saw him tweet out about wanting to play in the Survivor Global season last week. So I doubt, like, Luke yeah. will never retire, man. Like, he's he's going to be like Boston Rob. You know, we're going to see yeah. him on everything. <laughs> like, he's just going to keep, yeah, keep coming up. back. Dedica is saying, if they recruit the FBI lady, I can't remember her name, then Blake and her can team, team up against Sam. Yeah, possible. Yeah. I actually think if they recruit recruit Camille, I think Camille's going to win this. I've, I reckon both Absolutely. Blake and Sam get taken. I just don't see how Blake and Sam makes it to the end. Like, but I've been saying that. I've I've been saying that every single week, and yeah. every single week they come back. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Obviously, um, you know, Sam going in. Luke was was the last to come out. Sam was the second last, so they made that whole thing about. You know, who's it going to be as a Sam look? But at that point, we as the viewers knew that he was going to be uh, completely off here. But the mission is an interesting one because they have I to run that. up this, yeah, they have to run up yeah. this big hill. And it's actually one that I enjoyed as well because we don't get to see um, the big physical ones here all the time. But it's a big physical one with them having to run up with the backpack, which is weighted in accordance to their body weight. Great to see. Yeah. Um, and they get silver bars that they have to transfer up. But what made it really fun is that they got to be able, they got an opportunity to play for the money they've lost. Yeah. But every time they got to the halfway point and reached Roger, they could choose to give up some of that money for mm. something in return. And I was absolutely shocked at how little Sam cared for money. He must be on a really yeah. good wage as a marketing manager because, you know, he's a trader. He's got a good shot of winning this thing. But he blew like 30 grand or 20 grand. How much did he blew at the end? I forgot. Like it was a lot of money. Yeah, like 32 <laughs> to 40 grand, I think. <laughs> I think every time he went up, he blew it. Yeah, I, I loved how like he would just, he would chug it. And then at one point, he just literally took the glass and just threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I just don't care. Like, you know, I think Sam has got similar effect as George where he's, playing for the TV as well. You know, 100%. like he's, play, he's playing to him, but he's also playing for the TV. He knows it's kind of like he's the, trying to get his dog. He's trying to get his dog on a TV show next. Yeah, know, he's, yeah he's, exactly. He's, he's playing the long exactly. game. <laughs> but, yeah, but Sam knows that like, you know, especially in Survivor, you know, like if you want to get screen time during the food award, just like stuff your face into the food, just create the biggest mess and you'll definitely get screen yeah. time that way. And I think Sam knows that too. Like, I think he knows that if he's doing like, if he's just wasting the items he's definitely got that's definitely going to air but um yeah what i loved about this challenge is like you know it's like oh it's a hill it's like oh it's a hill it's only 2k high oh that's that's not that bad and obviously it was a bit of a steep hill but i just loved it just how how much everyone was struggling like how much did those bags weigh i really want to know because if they weighed like one kg or something then oh those people are pathetic <laughs> like, <laughs> <on> that hill. <laughs> like yeah um Kahuna says that's weird how Sam just believes he's doing it to win, but he's wasting his own money. And that, and that's that was yeah. my thing. I'm like, man, these people really don't like money. Like, 
I don't care. I could be a trader and do devious things out there. But when it comes to money, I don't think I would just want to see my own money burn for other people's yeah. entertainment. Like, you know, I'd, I'd want to get as much as I can. Uh, Andrew Lee saying Sam is no lucky Luke and says he could do the challenge easily. Danica also yeah. says Blake is sitting back and letting Sam implode. Um, mm. Yeah, I love, I love the challenge. I've actually done a lot of Spartan races, but for the last couple of years, I've struggled with a concurrent injury that's actually prevented me from being able to do Spartan races. But you know, things are going good. Like I'm starting to hit the 6K mark again. I'm starting to get some good times and laps in my running. I'm starting to lift a bit more again, which is really good. So I'm hoping that I can do another Spartan race, hopefully in this coming year. And it reminded me of some of the Spartan races I've done in the past where we used to well, we've run up hills. Like we went to Brighton, Victoria and ran up a hill, which was insane. But it reminded me of that. Not many people were fit enough to do it. Uh, Sam, obviously extremely good at it. I expected Simone to do a lot better than what she did, like a professional wrestler, yeah. but cardio yeah. clearly wasn't her thing. Uh, Camille was very yeah. impressive. And Camille was the one person, Mucky, that played an honorable game, trying to get mm. as much of the money at the end of the game here as she could when everybody else is throwing it. And she was absolutely yeah. heartbroken when she realized she was almost the only person that actually contributed to the kitty at the end. <laughs> yeah, I legit thought that I was just going to show like just her three or four bars that she had made, like, and then when he's like, putting it away, it's like, I was so convinced, I was like, oh, this is going to be, oh my gosh, but um, yeah, good on her for doing all that without any refreshments or anything along the way, Um, yeah, like, something you may not know about me, Chris, but I actually love hiking, so when I saw this challenge, I was like, oh my gosh, I would so love to, to do this, but I would also be so distracted by the, <laughs> yeah. by the refreshments. Most of them, most of them were hiking, up there they weren't running yeah i can tell you that yeah yeah but they were taking a leisurely pace at one point sarah was crawling and i was like what's that gonna do she was sleeping when they asked where she was at the end she was sleeping on a rock yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh like this is oh yeah yeah you know i'm not the fittest person in the world but it it made me feel really good about myself watching watching that easy to sit on the yeah. sidelines though we will say that we weren't out there trying to get it so i did actually write it down yeah. so 48k was up for grabs they got 34k but at the end the bar tab was 18k so 18k went down the drain they didn't end up getting it um which was funny to see and you know at the end of the day sarah and keith they they, they both come together they're like we we gotta go we gotta go on sam and it looks like in the early stages here that uh chadu coming in with the big $5 all the way uh, Australian dollars saying Sam wasted the money and that was the best. Those numpty faithfuls deserve it. But at this point, Sam's looking the favorite to win it, Chadu. So I feel like he's wasting yeah. his own money. Like, you know, <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it um, at the end of the day. Kahuna here coming up with the numbers as well. Uh, Chadu said, oh my God, Maki, I love hiking too. We can go hiking together one time. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Hit me up, brother. Hit me up. Let's Mount Everest. But, Let's go. But Chadu, Chadu, have you forgotten about the whole uh, Bidislo Cup stuff that happened earlier? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you really want to hike with this guy? It's, it's a... <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rocky relationship. You know, our relationship is, you know, we love each other. We hate each other. But Chadu... <laughs> Let's go on a hike. <laughs> 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 so, so, uh, well, yeah, um, oh. I'm, I'm chair. 
armchair host yeah. here today saying Kahuna saying hiking is like one of the most white people things there is. <laughs> uh really is oh, saying it's dumbfounds me people struggling at hiking. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Some people just struggle like moving their own bodies up a hill, like they just don't do it often enough. But yeah, like Camille very Camille was very impressive because I mean yeah. I don't know I, like I don't know when last she was actually in the federal police, but you know, clearly muscle memory dragged her up yeah. there. I should wonder how heavy the bags were. Because that definitely would have played a huge factor, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. No, I think so as well. But anyway, so we go back, like I said here, Simone is busy getting people together to make this move to end up going against, you know, Sam here. And Blake believes he's going to be the marshal that takes out the sheriff in this move. It looks like everything's coming together. But at the table, like I said, Sam just, you know, he really, really turns it on. And this is where I was like, I almost believe he's a faithful because of how yeah. convincing he is and telling them that he's not. And I still, up until this point, don't know how he survived this. I think it's the fact that Hannah must have a crush on him or something because yeah. she's not willing to go after him. As I said, he's the guy best friend you need to worry about, right? You know, he was there yeah. during her one emotional moment this season, and now she's got his back, you know, through, yeah. through everything. Yeah. So so she comes up, for, Liam comes out swinging for him, not wanting him to go. It's like, I fully believe he's a faithful it's because it's Batman. I'm telling you now, man. Yeah. Like I can see, I can see because the numbers are getting down. I can see Sam sitting there at the end next to Liam and Hannah, and they're all like, "Yep, yeah. we think there's no faithfuls or no traitors left." Yeah. And he takes the bag because they're at the end still not going to yeah. believe he's a traitor. I bet you when they see the video evidence of it afterwards, they still don't believe. Watching the season right now, nah, Sam's not a traitor. There's no way yeah, he can be a traitor. He's too good of a guy. It's like there's a um. There's a show, it's called um, Wellington Paranormal. It's a New Zealand piss take show of, of of different horror stories, right? And at one point, they had an episode about the, the Tanifa, which is a Māori um, like monster here in New Zealand, so part of like Māori mythology. And mm. there's this one guy, like just a random person in Wellington, it's like, nah, that doesn't exist. It's like, oh, but what about this giant footprint? Nah. Someone else did that, mm. and then at one point, the tiny fire actually shows up. They're like, Oh my gosh, there's a tiny fire! He's like, Nah, I don't believe it. Mm. And the tiny fire, you know, eats him, which I'm pretty sure, like, while he's been eaten, it's like, Nah, this ain't real. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Liam is that character. Yeah, well, yeah. they turn it here, they turn it on Simone. Simone is a person here that talks about, um. That she believes that Sam, she doesn't think Luke yeah. would have jumped on a grenade. And Sam turns in and he says, well, you've been very quiet this whole game. You've never really spoken to anyone. You've never really put any of your thoughts out there. She thought, you know, she was doing it at the right time here, but she doesn't deal well with the pressure coming her way. And a lot of mm. people turn their votes here from Sam to her because Sam's like, this is what the traders want. They wanted me and Luke and Annabelle to fight, to create this fake drama so they could sit back on the sidelines and laugh at all of us. You know, Simone is that traitor that did it, and we should vote for her. And somehow he turns the tables on her. But Blake yeah. still gets caught with his pants down, you know, because he hmm. does end up voting for Sam, which leads into one of the most entertaining um Again, yeah. Trader Towers. Like, it's the most entertaining yeah. part of the show right now because yeah, they're both sure. going off at each other. And they've got one more opportunity now to 
at this stage recruit do you think mm. that that's what they're going to do do you think they're going to recruit for um for, for this last moment because there's no other opportunities left and i'm surprised to be honest with you that the producers didn't actually force them to recruit because i feel like they're both in so much trouble right now that yeah. they both could go like that they're what yeah. happens if both traders gets taken out in the next two rounds like does the show stop like i feel well, like they should almost be forced i feel like blake isn't actually in that much trouble but i feel like sam is in so much trouble right but also if you're a producer watching this you're like this guy sam has been under the heat at you know the ash vote at the annabelle vote and at the simone vote like so much yeah. heat and it's like skated by right like it's actually weird how in all of those votes it was the simone one where he actually received the most number of votes and that was where people were coming at him like not as hard right you had ash yeah. like yelling at him you'd you know luke and annabelle going so hard against him but he still didn't receive, he only received, what, two votes, Luke and Annabelle. With the Ash vote, he only received one. And with the Simone one, he received only three. So it's not like it's a close vote or anything. He's still having so many numbers on the side. So I think if you're a producer, you want to see just the two of them, like, still live, you know? Because I think if you, if they did bring a third person, like a, like a Camille, like, you know, she's going all the way to the end, right? But I think part of the enjoyment of the season just watching these two hot messes blake and sam and just how far <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're making it you know like yeah yeah i so, i feel like blake i feel like blake if he played the season on his own would have cruised to the end and would have won it because yeah, i feel like absolutely. he's got the makings of a superb trader but playing with both ash and sam from the start blew up his game and especially sam yeah. because sam came into this game and he was like i'm playing with house money baby i'm just gonna throw it all yeah. at the wall and see what sticks you know and he just he's mm. just he's been playing an entertaining game and i do want to take my hat off for sam like you know again yeah give credit where it's due give credit where it's due like he, he's doing a yeah. good job uh when he calls out the fact that he's a better player than luke i don't know if i agree with that i think luke came in with a bit more of a target this season and i do yeah. think that if you're a traitor, you've got such a big advantage over a faithful that mm. it's a little bit skewed. But, you know, I would endorse a Sam crossover to Survivor. But I think after the season on traitors, if he did play Survivor and if there were people who watched this traitor season, he would be a very big target very early on in the season. But we know that they normally but, like to get a bunch of recruits on Australia. So maybe they wouldn't have watched the, the show. But also, you know, in saying that, we've seen both George and David come in with probably the biggest targets on their backs and they still made it to the end, right? Obviously, George, he didn't win the season, whereas David did. But still, those yeah. two players came in with other players knowing, you know, even some of the recruits, they had seen his season. Yeah. Like, you know, even in your interview with Jerry, he said he'd watch every season of Australian Survivor before going out. So even players like Jerry, who was so extremely loyal to George, knew how much of a threat they were but they still managed to get to the end right and so oh, listen i don't i don't yeah. doubt so I, that sam has got the sam yeah i don't think i don't doubt sam's got the makings of someone that would do extremely well in survivor i'm just looking at it as a fan if i was out there and i knew mm. sam was playing i would be very wary of him from the start but then the yeah. problem is players like you and i we don't get selected to go play australian survivor they pick or maybe people. we do maybe in the future maybe. who knows maybe i didn't get casted is that what you're saying yeah yeah 
Because <laughs> you were podcasting. You, 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 were podca- you were podcasting Million Dollar Island every week when they were filming. So I think it's a dead no, no, no. You, you see all this? It's like a set, right? I'm like, um, hey, producer, you want to come in? You want to come in? <laughs> they take as soon the, as they take the backdrop, and... they take the backdrop away. <laughs> you're sitting, you're sitting in Samoa, you know, in the background. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at a few more yeah. comments here before we close off the live recap and review of this week. Um, let's go back. So Andrew Lee says, so dumb found most people struggling at hiking. Yeah, and don't get it either. Uh, Andrew Lee saying that he's not white and loves hiking as well. Danica says, Florida is flat, not much real hiking here. Um, Melbourne is pretty flat as well. Like I feel like there won't be much hiking on this side either. It's not like um, Auckland where you've got like 48 volcanoes around you. Well, um, you can climb. well I'm saying that, you know, um, I'm someone who can make the easiest things look impossible. And there's actually a great story where it's the only time I've actually broken a bone. And it was on, it was in Papamoa, which is where I used to live you know, as a kid. Yeah. And it's, the most flattest place like yeah i feel like the ideal flat earth came from people who lived in, in papamoa it is extremely flat but i still manage to somehow break my arm through like jumping well it wasn't jumping off a bike i wasn't looking where i was going so i slammed on the front brake and just went you know flying off and landed on my arm and and broke it so you know it's um on the most flattest piece of land like, you know, there were no cars, there were no roads or anything. But, you yeah. know, it's just um, it's a special <laughs> skill that I have. So I feel like even in Florida and Melbourne, I'll still find a way to make to make, to make it hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're one of a kind. Adi here says, if I'm a faithful still in the game, I wouldn't go out without a box over my head right now. I don't get that. <laughs> like, do you get that one? Um, oh, oh, I think what Adi's maybe saying which is that you know if you're faithful at this point right you wouldn't want to be you know voted out or murdered without having of done oh, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's yeah, what i was trying to say yeah that makes sense that makes sense you got it you got to swing i i i feel i would sleep well at night knowing that i went out like luke or annabelle at least you know they they're the only two that so far look like they were getting stuff right there in any case Danica is saying unless you are a faithful who's been voting for sam and got banished uh let's see who else here chad says honestly i think most people just don't want sam to win because he has gone against luke's legacy not because he's a good trader yeah i don't get it like we become so tribal like you can like luke but also like sam at the same time right you don't have to be yeah. like it's luke or no one you know like appreciate good gameplay and sam has played pretty well this season yeah what are you giggling really about oh <laughs> uh, it's, it's just an andres comment can i bring it up yeah bring it up <laughs> wait oh wait that's the wrong one um, right. Some people in Auckland even struggle walking up the steps at Albert Park. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, I have been one of those people at one point, but it was really late <laughs> at night after having won a bit too many. So you know, I, I can kind of relate to those people, Andre. But um, yeah, yeah. But but I, I have seen people during the day actively struggle to walk up those steps. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we're we're getting to the pointy yeah. end here of this live thank you for everybody that has jumped in here to talk about this week's action um i will be a lot more awake when we do the next podcast you know today's been a bit of a struggle not having slept much coming into this so i hope i wasn't too low energy for those that were in the live but you know i'll bring my a game coming into next week and then we've got a couple more shows hitting us this weekend we're gonna have the um 
Wheel of Time live for the first time. We're also going to have the challenge as well this weekend with Kahuna and I. And I'm also going to be featuring on Reality Realness with three S's, Chantel's channel with both Drew, Angel Cake, and herself. And we're going to be doing power rankings this weekend as well. Mm. So make sure to check out all of the live content coming your way. For everybody that's been here with us, talking to us about this week, let's hang in there. Let's stick through it. Keep hope alive throughout this thing that Sam can pull it out, you know, and make the season entertaining right until the end of the show. And if you don't like Sam, then... I don't know, like you know, what 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 hope is there for people who don't like Sam? Because I feel like he's gonna he's gonna do yeah. it, Mucky. There's no yeah. there's no other way. You just got to embrace it at this point, you know. Yeah, and if Sam if Sam gets voted out and if Blake gets voted out, we're watching a season of a uh, blank paper play the traders. Then you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> what, so, a way, what a way, what a way. What a, what a way to end yeah. this podcast. What a way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you guys next week when we talk about the next week's action. Uh, it's going to be a lot less fabulous without Annabelle and Luke there and Simone. But we're going to be here until the wheels come off. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.